0: For Wonder Media Network, I'm Jenny Kaplan, and this is Womanica. Today, we're talking about a teacher who forever changed the way educators work with students with disabilities. She's maybe best known for her friendship and lifelong companionship with her student, Helen Keller. Please welcome Anne Sullivan. Anne was born Johanna Mansfield Sullivan on April 14, 1866, in Feeding Hills, Massachusetts. Her parents, Alice and Thomas, emigrated from Ireland during the Great Famine. Anne was one of five children, but only she and her brother Jimmy survived infancy. Even then, both of the siblings had health struggles. When she was five years old, Anne contracted trachoma, an eye disease that damaged her sight for the rest of her life. When Anne was eight years old, her mother died of tuberculosis. Anne and Jimmy were left in the care of their father, Thomas. This situation lasted two years before Thomas, an abusive alcoholic, left the children at a home for the poor called Tewksbury Almshouse. The Almshouse was dirty, overcrowded, and inhospitable for two young children. Jimmy died just a few months after arriving. The conditions at Tewkesbury were so awful, the Massachusetts Board of State Charities launched a series of investigations into the building. Anne found out that the lead inspector was also the founder of a nearby school, Perkins School for the Blind. Anne asked to be transferred to Perkins, and in 1880, she enrolled. Anne found herself out of place. She was dedicated to her learning, but she had a short temper and little schooling compared to her classmates. She also underwent multiple eye surgeries to improve her vision, none of which succeeded. Still, she excelled. Anne graduated from Perkins as valedictorian. she developed a friendship with the school's director— who helped her find a job after graduation. He had heard of a family looking for a governess for their six-year-old daughter who was deaf and blind. Her name was Helen Keller. When Anne arrived in Tuscumbia, Alabama, Anne and Helen didn't get off to a running start. Helen also had a short temper and was notoriously hard to teach. Anne was a young teacher, just beginning her career at 20 years old. She soon realized her curriculum as it stood would not be very helpful to Helen. Anne got permission from Helen's parents to live alone with Helen in a nearby cottage. This distance allowed Anne to work with Helen one-on-one. It also allowed the two to work outside. Anne realized that Helen could learn by using her senses of smell, touch, and taste to connect the vocabulary she was learning to the world around her. Anne used a grooved board to help Helen learn how to write, and finger spelling to help her associate those written words to objects and sensations. Within six months, Helen had learned nearly 600 words, most of her multiplication tables, and how to read Braille. Anne eventually convinced Helen's parents to send Helen to the Perkins School where Anne and Helen continued working together. Helen and Anne became well-known celebrities. They had so much support, in fact, that when Helen's parents could no longer afford her schooling, the cost was picked up by none other than millionaire Andrew Carnegie. Anne helped Helen continue her studies. In 1900, Helen received her degree from Radcliffe. With it, she became the first deaf-blind person to graduate from college. Anne and Helen were inseparable. In 1905, Anne married a Harvard University instructor named John A. Macy. When the new couple moved into a Massachusetts farmhouse, Helen came with them. John even helped edit Helen's autobiography, which Anne and Helen had been writing for years. But around 1913, John and Anne's relationship ended when John moved to Europe. The two never officially divorced. Anne continued to accompany Helen on speaking engagements and was her lifelong companion. In the 1910s, despite their fame, the pair found it hard to stay afloat financially. Anne played herself in the first film adaptation of her life, but the movie was a box office failure. By the 1920s, Anne's eye condition had deteriorated. She had her right eye removed to improve her health. Anne died on October 20, 1936, in Forest Hills, New York. Helen sat by Anne in Anne's final moments. Anne's ashes were placed at the National Cathedral in Washington, D.C. All month, we're honoring champions of education. For more on why we're doing what we're doing, check out our newsletter, Womanica Weekly. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Encyclopedia Womanica. Special thanks to Liz Kaplan, my favorite sister and co-creator. Talk to you tomorrow. This month of Encyclopedia Womanica is proudly supported by UNC Greensboro. Founded as a women's college in 1891, UNC Greensboro presents She Can, We Can, Beyond the Women's Suffrage Centennial. Through performances, films, lectures, and concerts, UNCG examines how the decisions from our past affect us today. Join the experience and learn more at shecanwecan.uncg.edu.